Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here, as always, with my brother, Jordan. Yes, and this is a surprise episode for all of you, and we've been working on doing this for a while, and there was no better time than the release of The Wheel of Time. Yes. Um, ideally, we should have had this episode out last week, but then last week we actually had the, you know, the continuation of The Shadows of Self. So what we're starting to do now is that every other week we're going to continue that plan of the book chapters, whichever book it may be. Mm-hmm. And then in between those weeks, we are going to be doing TV shows. Right now is what, in my opinion, would be the biggest fantasy, fantasy TV show release uh, of the year. Um, for, uh, so I wanted, to, I really wanted to cover this, especially because I spent a year and a half of my life reading right. uh, books. Um, mm. And I, I'm going to start doing the reading of Wheel of Time, so it's going to be interesting. As of right now, we are not going to be doing Wheel of Time book book covering as as part of the podcast. We might years That's on tough. the road. It's just That's yeah, tough. It's tough. Like you guys have seen how long it takes us to get through some of these normal books with our life, busy life schedules. So us going through the entire Wheel of Time, I'm not joking. It could probably take like five years. A year. To get a year. No, I give it a year. Just it let me not, handle no. myself. I got you. I got you. If, it, if you it was year. just Jordan reading it and then we'd summarize like half a, a half the books like <laughs> per episode, then yeah, get, a year. Sure. But <laughs> um, and if you guys want to know our thoughts, well, my thoughts and Jordan's excitement as I talk about Wheel of Time, we did actually record an episode of me talking about the book series. I want to say three, four months ago. Uh, yeah, it was it was a little while ago. Yeah. It. So you know you can get all my thoughts, my pros and cons, and like all my the thrill and the agony of reading yeah. through such a monstrosity of a series. But also, if we're on an off week. Maz has said, hey, we can go over Expanse, right? Am I, yes. am I right on that yeah, one? Yeah. So okay. after we're done with Witcher, Witcher Wheel of Time, <laughs> which I, I think I, I guess I just name-dropped a potential series, but we – not that it was a secret, but, you know, we could be doing – I'm just, we're just going to be going TV hey. shows, right? And it's going to be fantasy uh, sci-fi related. Right, so and I've, I've actually – I've read a lot of the Witcher series, and I've also watched the TV show, so mm-hmm. – not gonna lie, I'm a slight expert on The Witcher. No big deal. Yeah. We can talk about um, it later. And and uh, Jordan also hunts monsters every other weekend. So <clears throat> with silver swords and yeah, I try, I try. So actually, yeah. I carry a bronze sword. Hey, a bronze sword. Oh, okay. And, and see, yeah. they call Jordan the White Wolf, not because of hair, but just because he's he's white. So he is the. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> the white goat. I'm just the white, the white goat. goat. <laughs> they never see me coming. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, um, very very excited to get into this. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was a little disappointed in myself to not be able to continue pushing out these weekly podcast episodes for the books. So this is, I think, a good, happy medium. And for a while now, I've been wanting to integrate TV shows and possibly anime um, into the show, the podcast, I mean, for a while now. And I, I wasn't figuring out how to do it with a weekly book mm-hmm. schedule on top of that. So this actually probably Works worked out, out well. for the better. Uh, it gives us two weeks to read um, the book chapters. And I mean, watching a TV show is pretty easy. Um, 
It's called an evening in bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. Um, so for Wheel of Time, uh, so we're going to do today's episode a little bit different than the norm only because of the timing of everything. Today we will be covering episodes one and two, actually. Okay. Because last week, you know, all three episodes, or the first three episodes came out, and then mm -hmm, we did mm -hmm. the book. So this week we'll actually be covering episodes one and two of the Wheel of Time. I understand that most of the book, uh, the audience of this uh, show, have probably watched all four episodes. Yeah, as always. At this point, always, always. Um, binge, yeah. binge. Yeah, and I, I get that. I was the same way. Me and my wife literally watched the first two the first night, and we would have watched the third too. It was just too late at night, and then we watched the third one the next day, and we watched episode four literally the night it came out. So, let me be honest with you. What's up? So obviously, people here know that I, I live with a friend. Um, me and my wife live with one of my friends from high school, and uh, we watched all four episodes today Ooh. in rapid succession. <laughs> okay, okay. So let, let, let's get into it now, right? We're sure. not going to cover first two episodes. We will cover first two episodes in today's episode, but just without telling me about episodes three and four, um, which, by the way, this this series will not. Cons um, Go, or like the, when we cover these TV shows, we will not do book spoilers. But if we ever right. do get to that point, I will tag it. So as a spoiler, right? Yeah, I will tag it as a spoiler, and most likely I will even go back in and say, "Hey, um, so spoilers are about to start," and I will edit back in, "Hey, spoilers end at this timestamp," so you mm. guys know where to go. Um, so yes, uh, for those of you who's only uh, experienced a wheel of time, is this show? Have no fear. Mm -hmm. We will not do book spoilers. I'm not going to sit here telling you the end of the series. Right. Um, but yeah, so you watched all four episodes today, you bad man. What did you think? Um, so, man, the first four episodes were a lot of character names and obviously a lot of a lot of city, city states that we're looking at. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of new names and a lot of new cities that I'm going to get used to, and I'll yeah, get used to them yeah. quick. And it is what it is, but um, I like the magic system. Okay. Do you are you liking it for the same reason you like, say, the other magic systems and like Mistborn? Um, uh, any of those? No, from what I've well, the first two episodes from what I've seen so far. Um, it seems like there's a fair trade-off. It, it it almost seems fair. And but I mean we get to see this lady and her protector, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um they call them warders. Yep. So super cool. I, I really enjoy the that duo aspect, like hey, you have a you have a let's just for sake of namesake, let's call them sorcerers. For me, for now. What are the, I don't uh, uh, they're Aes called Sedai. Um, Sedai. Yep. They're, they're females that can control the magic system from what I've seen. And the man is like the sword-wielding combat style rock and roll. Okay, yep. Am I, is that right? I mean, yeah, I think I'm I mean, only on track. Their warders are like... That's just what I've gotten from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, warders are basically assigned or bonded to an Aes Sedai. I said I are those those female like the witches, right? Right. And yeah, uh, the warders are like 
essentially their sworn, sworn protectors. And yeah, so you so the duo see. system there that that I enjoy because there's like a it's it's almost like an honor system, like they're attached to this this person that they have to protect. And I really enjoy that because you start to see these relationships um, form between these two people. Like, I'm just, I'm not actually not talking about this series in, in general. I'm just talking about all fantasy. When you have a, you have a, initially a strong character with a weaker character attached plot wise. And it's super cool to see how their relationship plays out in the way of life or death and who ends up taking the life of who or who sacrifices for what. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think uh, that battle at the end of first episode mm-hmm. where we get to see... Okay, so the um, the blue-dressed uh, witch's name, the blue Aes Sedai... Her name is Moraine. Moraine. Marine. Moraine. It's 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 close. Like you can probably do both. You could say both at the same time, and then somebody would probably accept it. <laughs> yeah. And um, the other, uh, the warder. Her warder's name is Lan Mandragoran. Yes, I like him. The the yeah, the the, the samurai sword is a good touch. Yeah. Okay. So <sighs> he his he's awesome. He he's a, a fan favorite from the books, and I think you can pretty tell, like pretty much tell right off the bat, why he, he's he's awesome. So, like it doesn't get, you know. Right. I'm gonna ask this question. Okay. So, is there gonna be a character that you know, like legit know that I'm going to that hasn't been seen yet? Do you think there's a character that I'm going to attach onto as a you person? Yes. Because that's a that's a tough question. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, is there going to be a character your personality and like the type of characters that you like? I'm trying to think of a character kind of like Wayne or like Kelsey or just like really cool, cool character. Even some characters like laid back. I think if you let them grow, if they portray them like adapt them like similar to the books, it would be Matt. Um, well, Lan. We don't know that. Lan. Lan. Matt. Uh, I'd say it would be the two big ones. I think. I mean, I'm, I could assume that that's most likely. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I'd say I mean, Atlanta and Matt would be your the ones that you should probably look out for. I think. Which is perfect because, I mean, again, like like everybody knows here that I, I really like to put characters with an ability or. I like to personalize with them because that helps me really create the scene. And I like doing that even though I'm watching a show. In all reality, my mind's off in another universe thinking about like, what if they did this? Or what if this was like this? Or who? how would they handle this? Um, That's... The character work, to in, my, in a lot of people's opinion, is hit or miss. I thought it was pretty good, oh. and it's it's. I think people don't under uh, the people the book readers who did not like certain characters 
also didn't really understand their motivations until someone else told them. And that, that was me too. I didn't like certain characters until I was told, well, the reason that their they do this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason why they act the way they do is because of this. And as soon as they told me that, I was like, Oh, huh. yeah. yeah. And, and you know, what's crazy is that, um, the show, in my opinion, so far with the certain character that I'm thinking of is doing a really good job at actually showing that motivation a little bit more clearly in, than I think in the books. Um, when you have a book series this big and this deep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with this many characters, this many factions, this many cultures and nationalities. I've uh, noticed. Thank different, you. <laughs> yeah, different, like the nuances in the characters and the depth of certain characters is very hard to pick out sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, you, if you're going to make the character's depth be kind of hidden and something that I have to dig through to find out, that, get, that can easily get lost because there's right. 17 million characters I have to juggle. Um, and in, I, I think what's really going to upset me about this series is that, like, once we learn how – once you learn who the Dragonborn is or the, the Dragon somebody. Yeah, the Dragon They're looking reborn. for Dragonborn, Dragon Reborn. Once you learn who that is, if, if they don't do, like, an awesome, like, re-entrance of the character, I'm just going to be like, all right, we're going to go home. This felt and wasted. This I'm going to be upset because I look for that, like um, – I just started watching My Hero Academia, and it's all very like the characters that enter are super flashy, and they do the whole flash flare and thing. And I like, as a person, I like that. Sue me, I don't care. I I enjoy that. I'm like, hey, come in with the flash. Let everybody know you're a a bad mamma jamma. And I like that. It, it's it's weird. It's, no, I I don't reason. think it's weird at all. I think, um. I think you make a point, right? If you're going to build up the Dragon Reborn, and then the first time I see him, he's just sitting there, I don't know, knitting. Picking his nose. Yeah. Like, Pumpkin. I'm like, this dude's our savior. You like, know? what the heck? You have to wow me. And right. I'll be honest, so far, I have been very wowed by Moraine and Len, which I am glad because power levels is a big thing in the Wheel of Time. So are they going to scale well in this, or am I just like... Um, I will warn you in this, the concept of uh, power scaling is a little insane in Wheel of Time. So it's like jump, jump, jump? Yeah, yeah. It goes, huh, you were struggling with this, and now all of a sudden they're like minions to you. Um, which, that does bother some people, and it did bother me for a little bit, but you kind of just, you're going to have to kind of come to it just accept it. You know what yeah, I mean? You're, yeah, you're gonna have to just be like, oh, yeah, this is just like how all it right, kind of yeah, is. Yeah, this is just how it is. And like I said, you're just gonna have to come to accept it and just move on, I guess, for your own sanity. Um, <laughs> because I mean, and I don't well, think that's, that's necessarily even a bad thing, right? Like, this is how the author wrote it, and just accept the fact that this is that this is how the story should go, and it is supposed to go, and just you know, just enjoy the story. Um, so power levels, if you guys are one of those people who like, and I'm not saying it's on this level, but like Naruto, right? Where he's like, yes. Yeah. I know. I I know. Madara, like, well, expect that level. We're not about to, oh, whoa, we're going to expect that level then. Maybe not on, maybe not on that. Actually. Yeah. I'd say probably on that level, but I think probably better written because it doesn't take. Yeah. 
Zabuza versus. Okay, well, we're not going to get into that, but. <laughs> the... <sighs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'll take it. So, so I'll take it. I, I will tell you that it is good. If they, there, the, the, if you are into epic levels of power, it's good. So, like, it's good. One scene, there's a noob, and he's just flirting with magic. And the next scene, you know, it's no, they're fighting. On it, a high it, it, is a level. it is a, it is I would say it's a natural progression, but. If you do look kind of like if you know it's one of those things when you're climbing up, up a mountain, you're mm-hmm. like making natural progression. You're not really looking down. Then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, "Huh, the parking lot's like the size of my thumb right now." <laughs> like that. That's how it kind of feels like. Where it's like, okay, it makes sense in the page by page turning. Right? Sure. Okay, okay, he's okay. I get what he's doing. Okay, I, I see how you picked up that scroll and or she's like. She's learning this new spell and whatnot. Okay, I, I get, I can see that. And then all of a sudden, you turn around, and you're like, "This character used to struggle fighting this thing." No, okay, so it doesn't mean anything. So, um, so back to the book. The first, the first episode we watched, right? It's in the village. Yes, you're in yep. the, you're uh, in the village. You're mm-hmm. in the mountain village between the two the two rivers. Yep. Two rivers, right? Yep. Okay. Two rivers. Yeah. Um, and obviously, this is an ancient society because they are living they are living just away and free from everything mm-hmm. yep 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 um these two come into town they hit the bar and then there's these handful of fellows and the main characters that we start to see what at that moment the red haired guy what's his name okay come on Rand Rand Rand. He's it. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. He's the guy. The red-haired guy. It's always the red-haired guy. Why? What's up with that? I would not be so sure about that. I will say, um, the only thing I will say uh, about the first episode, and I could see why some people didn't like it, because it, it was a little jarring. It was very rushed, and I have a feeling that there were certain that the first episode was actually supposed to be two episodes, and they ended up, um, I guess, jamming it together. Um, there were some very important scenes that I'm not sure what they're going to do for the future for certain characters. Characters, plural. By the way, no, not not saying. Oh, yeah. Um, where certain characters, ha- like there are certain lines of dialogue that need to be said to establish history that oh. has major repercussions for the future. I'm trying to be as vague as possible without. Yeah, I understand, and I'm um, trying to like I'm trying to. So so, this is good because you've obviously read the books. Mm-hmm. I can tell that your knowledge wants to take over. Yes, but you, I'm trying you, very hard here. <laughs> you can't yes. because yes, but this is an interesting subject. For the main fact that that means this book's gonna last for me, because now that I've watched the show, mm-hmm. I'm ready to dive into the. I want I want the details. See, they don't give it in the show. They never give you all of the details. I agree. In the book, that's like, 
the the sweat dripping and the this. I, and the I will that I will and, say this and, though. The, that's the what I book like. goes too far in the details, in my opinion, sometimes, and it ends up losing a lot of readers. Um, and mm. I I definitely felt and for those of you um, who didn't listen to the Wheel of Time uh, discussion episode that we had before, I'll just give you a brief mm-hmm. overview of what I thought. I almost quit, quit twice when I was reading the series. Once when I was yeah. on book six, and once when I was on book the, 10, ten. It's got to be a tough read. Yeah. So, and book 10 is, I think, the smallest book in the series, and I almost quit at that one. Um Really? Yeah. So that book was god awful, and it's generally uh, consensus by the fan base that book ten is easily the worst book in the series. Um, but yeah. So, but you know, moving past all of that, I think, and Brandon Sanderson. For those of you who don't know, Brandon Sanderson wrote the last three books of the Wheel of Time series, and he, when asked before the show came out, this is a Reddit thread from forever ago. He said that fans looking to see like a one-to-one adaptation from the books don't. And I'm happy he said that because that doesn't, that hardly ever works out. One-to-one adaptations. You need adaptations. You need some differentiation. Yeah. Adaptations can never be one-to-one because certain things work better in books than they do in the show. Like internal monologues in a book makes sense because that's fine on paper. But as soon as you do internal monologues, like, you know, a back, uh, a speech in the back of your head to right. explain what a character is doing in a TV show, it look, first of all, it looks very awkward. And second, it, yep. it comes across very lazy to the audience. Like you can't show yep. me through acting and dialogue what's going on. So you have to literally just say it to my face. Um, yeah. So yeah. you can't do one-to-one adaptations uh, properly by just copy and pasting, right? You have to have your own creativity in there. Um, so he said, uh, Brandon Sanderson said that uh, fans should look to this as a ner- uh, and I love this quote as another turning of the wheel. So the concept of the wheel of time is yep, essentially that each age is basically the same as the last, but uh, but you're a reincarnated almost. Yeah, yeah, you're right? reincarnated, and the and the choices are a little bit different. The 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 timeline's a little bit different. A little, a few different decisions are made, and so each the, every single age the wheel turns, it weaves basically the same weave, but a little bit different. So he's saying that like what we read in the books, that was one age. Now consider this to be a little bit different of an age, right? So it's the same characters, just maybe things happen in a slightly different order right maybe some things happen slightly differently so just just think of it that way uh-huh. don't over and i love the way that he put it like that because honestly after i read that i was like you know what let's go into this with this mind mindset that like you know i'm not getting a one-to-one adaptation from the book which is what i don't want either because the books are they do have issues in certain areas Mm-hmm. And the changes that they've made. So let's get into it, right? The first episode, right off the bat, um, we're told about the one power and the one, the one power. We're all part of the one, kind of. So the men, the male and the female half of the one power. So there's the female side and the male side. They both draw from the same power, but from different pools. 
Right, but but the male side obviously is very aggressive. Um, so I don't know how to get into this last place. The male half was tainted by the dark one. So that, the, well, that's, part that, of that, that seems yeah. Part of that aggression comes from any man who starts to channel eventually goes insane. Uh so he's a nutbag. Everybody's a nutbag. Yeah, everybody. So every male's a nutbag, pretty much. This society is also, for those of you who haven't noticed, is very matriarchal because of that. So what happened? Well, isn't was, every society? Yeah. No, in the past it was usually patriarchal, right? Like men ruling. Here it's generally women that are ruling. I don't know, man. Aztecs really like their women. Their sculptures were pretty crazy. Hey, give it a look. I'm just saying. Yeah, but we're. In the Aztecs, was it the women that were chiefs? Well, it wasn't the part of the fact. It wasn't the fact that the women were the chiefs. It was the fact that the women ruled the chiefs because they had the feminine. It, ah, it, we'll get into that later. It was okay. the feminality that they worshipped because it was so. Um, let's just call it indulgent. Nice. You see what I'm saying? Is that like the older style OnlyFans? You want to know what? No, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm. This, yes, it is. But anyways, continue elsewhere. <laughs> that's not this conversation. So, anyways, um, so the male channelers were driven insane, and they uh, did what was what would soon become known as the breaking of the world. They destroyed the world because they all went insane, and I mean, we've seen what Moraine has done, right? So With the breaking the of the world. What? Yeah. So they literally broke the world. They set humanity back in time several centuries of technological power. Yeah, and they like their power. Their power was so much they changed the very landscape of the earth. And okay, okay, okay. So we need to get into this. I did not expect them to do it this early in the TV show, but at the same time, I don't know how they could have avoided it. If for those of you who are watching, did I don't know if you noticed this, Jordan? But you could see actually skyscrapers. Did you notice that? Whoa, hold on. I think it so was the one very more time. first episode. You notice ruined skyscrapers. Hold on, give me a minute. The first episode. I don't remember when it was in the first episode, but there are ruined skyscrapers and so it's been hinted. So at- it's pretty much like it's hinted at that there was advanced tech, there was advanced technology before, or at the but obviously technology s- of our our time. something something destroyed that and said see you later. Not something. The male channelers when they went insane, they destroyed the world and they changed they a- humanity back to the Stone Age essentially. And- Did they tell us that though? No, they haven't told us that, but. Um, in this, they did tell us the breaking of the world, but they didn't tell us about the technology part. We're able to infer that simply because we see the skyscrapers. Okay, so then that's not a spoiler or anything. It's just like something knowledge you would get if you actually read the book. Yes. And well, not mm, the book knowledge comes later, as far as you know that it takes place kind of in our future. But, mm-hmm. um, again, they did tell us in the show that, again, breaking of the world, male channelers destroyed the world. And, right. Um, with that one scene where we see the broken skyscrapers, we can kind right. of infer from that that, hey, you know, we were in advance at one point and 
Yeah. It might not have worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might not have worked out. So, anyways, um, the Dragon Reborn is... So, the original... Uh, so, the way that they showed it is kind of like Avatar Last Airbender, right? With each mm-hmm. generation is a new Avatar. But right. it seems like this one, the, dra- the previous dragon had existed thousands of years ago. And... I think thousands, or was it just eight thousand? I don't remember. So, so my thought process is when I'm listening to all this is this dude broke time and space. Well, and thinking from a really dude. Think okay. So, well, actually, I'm sorry. Whoever, no, because they they did did imply that it may it be a male or female. Oh, so. I guess that was but, something but I did miss. But you are right. The original, the, the, the dragon that broke the world, that one was male. Okay, so that being said, <laughs> so he broke time and space, obviously, because if there's threads, you have to break time and space for that to happen. I don't think he broke time necessarily. Well, they said they like didn't they set everything back? They set everything back in a sense, kind of like a nuclear war situation where like you just bomb everything so much or so much destruction that society essentially collapses and gets reset back to the Stone Age. He's not like literally ripping apart the fabric of space and time. He's just there was just so much power. Like, okay, so for example, right, Moraine is not the strongest Aes Sedai, right? And you saw how a single Aes Sedai, what she did to all those Trollocs, right? Fair enough. Imagine like hundreds of male channelers all going insane and many i'd say majority of them are stronger than her imagine what what kind of like havoc that they could wreak on the world it'd be beautiful it'd be beautiful chaos yeah so that's basically what happened and so right now we're following the the stories of randall thor Perinibara, Matt Cawthon, Egwene Alvir, and Nynaeve Elmira. Oh, you got the whole names down. Mm-hmm. You got all of them down. Big dog. I mean, I don't know. After you spent a year and a half reading about these guys, you kind of can say okay. the names in my sleep. I'm just saying. I'll I'll be there one day, no, but I'm I mean, going to have to like listen to some of it. Used to it. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's not impressive what I'm doing here. <laughs> but... but, no, this is... I. I think I seriously think that I'm going to have to indulge myself in reading this because it just sounds too interesting. Because the magic system would you, would you call it a soft or a hard magic system? That's another question. Um, I'm not spoiling that. I'm, so I'm going to leave that up to audience discovery. I think. Okay, so that's fine. So I, I'll give you my notion. Okay. It's a hard magic system. Explain. You're giving up natural life, natural energy to output something else. So there has to be energy sources near you or at least some sort of natural energy source near you so you can pull from it. So if there's nothing near you, say you're in the middle of just desert, just desert. You can't pull from anything. You're screwed. Okay. And I don't know if I blew anybody's mind, but I think that's how I see it. I'm I I I'm interested in to seeing like which way you're going, I think. And I like it. 
But okay, I, so one of the first scenes, right? We see is that lady, um, Marine. Yes. She's channeling, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing she's taking from, if you notice, not the brick. It's a mortar. Yes. Taking from the mortar. Mm-hmm. The mortar was recently. Let's say it didn't have a soul, but the mortar was recently oh. used. Um, not used, more like um. More recently, let's just say it's more recently natural. Okay. It's a natural substance. But the energy there was created previously, so she's pulling from that energy that was created and stuck there. Okay. I mean, she pulled from the freaking building, dude. There has to be something natural that she's pulling from. It can't just be – it can be a source. She's also pulling from the sources of lamps too. If you see it in the – I will – present to you with this counterpoint just to give you a thought um there was at one point when she basically summoned like three fireballs right in front of her and fired those out but she pulled those from somewhere she pulled the source from somewhere yes she did okay if you notice there's there's the aura around her she's pulling something from somewhere so it could have been a, a previously stored energy on her person and obviously she ran out of it so she had to pull from other things around her. And obviously at the end, you could see that she was getting more fatigued and she was pulling more from everything around her. Okay. So maybe maybe it's the time process involved with the materials or the life. Maybe the older it is, maybe, maybe there's more time involved with certain things and she pulls from – I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy because I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not saying you're right, but the, the, at the rate you're going right now, I think you're on – you can make your own – really cool magic system so i like it um but i will say that there are well it's not going to be it's not going to be any different from um what's it called she was uh stamping things yeah i I could tell when you were saying like the soul of it or uh when you were talking about what's it called um Galtona and uh, yeah emperor soul and whatnot yes yes yes. as as time goes on maybe that's maybe i'm just making assumptions yeah i mean it was really creative. I'll give you that. Um, but one thing I, I will say that one big difference or two big differences that they've made so far right off the bat in episode one was Matt's parents being not good people and parent having a wife. So parent parent having yeah, a wife. The so blacksmith guy. Yeah, he he messed he messed her up a little bit. Yeah, um, so that he, he was, did her dirty. <laughs> um, in the books, he did not have a wife, and so he accidentally kills her in the show, right in the very first mm-hmm. episode when they get attacked. Um, I she gets hurt. <laughs> I was very surprised when I saw that they had her already married, and I was like, okay, but then. But then whenever he killed her, I understood where they were going with it. Essentially, and in the books, they already tell you early on that Perrin, because he's a big dude, strong, you know, he's a blacksmith. He, he's just naturally really strong because of his mm-hmm. trade. Um, he's afraid to hurt people because he's so big. He says that because I'm so big, I have to be extra gentle because I might hurt people accidentally. But this, right. this was an internal monologue. Um and so I guess they needed to find a way to show to the audience that, you know, he accidentally killed his own wife. So now he has this fear inside of him of accidentally hurting people. 
Now, right. I don't know if it should they should have gotten to this level of an extreme to show that he's afraid to hurt people. I don't know if mm-hmm. he necessarily had to get the guy a wife and have him kill her accidentally and then say, oh, look, you know, he's afraid to hurt people. He's a, yeah, he's like afraid was, to do this. I feel like there are several different ways they could have gone about doing it with us. It being so traumatic because especially it, for me, it wasn't the issue of how traumatic it was. It was like he kills his wife and then he kind of just leaves in the same episode. Right. right. Um, and that was that was jarring to a lot of people. It didn't bother me too much because right. if you look at it, logically speaking, the Trollocs were coming down the hill. Right. There were more coming. So it was a logical choice to leave. And it's not like, you know, he was just like smiling and laughing and left right away. So it didn't mm-hmm. break it too much for me, but I know it did bother some people. And I understand. And that. it could have easily. Yeah. And as far as Matt goes, um, his parents were not bad people in the books. They were actually, his father especially was actually a really good person in the books. And for him being a deadbeat dad in the show, That's actually crazy. I think works off better. Um, really yes. why is that um i think it's it shows matt's certain personalities a little bit better and i can't get into it right now only because of um the the you know spoiler part but i i'm hoping we can get into it in the next i want to say two or three episodes which mm-hmm. we only have four episodes left unfortunately could happen. Um, so yeah, I I do like this change a lot, actually, and I, I know a lot of fans actually agreed with me on this. Um, this change for Matt is actually perfect, and he, the actor, is oh, he's killing it. I I, I love his um, I I don't know if adaptation his is the persona right word. his persona his his. His uh, ability to portray Matt, I think, is very accurate. It is unfortunate, and I, I don't know if everyone's heard this, it's unfortunate he actually has been recast for season two, that actor. Um, and really? I don't, there's no there's no confirmation right now as to why, and I'm not going to sit here and make judgments. I don't know if it was something to do with him, if something happened to him, or if he did something. We don't know, and I, and I don't, I'm not going to make uh you know, judgment. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna pass judgment with literally zero details to go off of. The only right. detail I know is that he's been recast. So that's crazy. It's unfortunate, but he's being replaced by a guy who played a character in The Witcher. So, um, that that might have something to do with it. No, uh, the guy who's replacing him is the guy in The Witcher. So, or was a character in The Witcher. But I, I think the, um, the guy replacing him is. Has a, had a minor role in The Witcher, so I don't. Again, unfortunate because I think um, the current actor was great for the role, but yeah. you know, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. Oh, <laughs> I had to drop that in there. Yeah, I know you did. So, um, Rand's father. I wish we could have gotten a little bit more interaction between Rand and his father because that is a. That's a nice relationship. That's a really wholesome relationship in the books. Um, yeah, there's not a lot more to say about that. I wish we could have seen a little bit more there. Just a little bit? Yeah. Uh, again, I felt like season uh, season one. Episode one felt 
too rushed. Um, Why is that? Because we didn't get to see the relationship between Rand and his father. We didn't get to see... Like, it just kind of happened. Yeah, man. it was so quick. And then there's actually a particular character um, that we that comes in later that was actually supposed to be there in episode one. And he doesn't actually come until later. And we'll get to that when we, when we cover that episode, but it, it, it was a bit jarring. I remember saying, Hey, where is he? Um, well, so, and then at the end of the raid from the Trollocs, Nynaeve gets kidnapped by the Trollocs and taken away. That never happened in the books. Yeah, so why did they do that in the adaption? Um, I don't know, and it, it ends up working out, right? Uh, yeah, but why? I don't know because it ends up being the same outcome essentially. But I I think they did that because they ended up rushing episode one, and the way that they had well, done it, it wouldn't have been feasible for, um. Lan, Moraine, uh, Egwene, Rand, Matt, and Perrin to leave. So what happens in the book is that they leave, and then Nynaeve mm-hmm. actually follows after them. Oh, so it's going to end up the same. It's going to end up the same. Yeah. yeah and, I understand. I understand. Now. Yeah, I understand so, now. Uh, and even like when we're in all day, like meet back up, it's essentially the same. Um, Especially after Shatter Logoth. Which I have to keep reading and keep watching. So that's the end of episode one. You know, the Trollocs attack at Beltine, that little winter festival. And then, uh-huh. yeah, Perrin's wife dies. And he learns that he needs to be a little bit more careful. Or again, not learns, but like he gets kind of like PTSD about being violent and like controlling his strength, I guess. So that's the end of episode one. Episode two starts off with one of my favorite freaking factions from the book i love these guys they are so fun every single time they're around they just what do you oh yeah they're awesome the white cloaks these guys Um... are evil Uh, well not evil but they're like they're they're annoying dude i I like the good guys and i say sorry i say evil as in like loosely yeah loosely they're not like they they are so annoying and they're so radical they're they're, radical yeah they're radical is probably the best word to describe them they're they they just cause chaos everywhere I they go to unintentionally too. They just they're oh they're awesome. I, I love. This. I wanted to slap that dude, the guy that was sniffing around. Uh, uh Moraine. Moraine. Yeah, I yeah. was like, dude, I'm gonna slap you. Yeah, he was a little, uh, little creepy. I um, know, but like you know how some people deserve to be slapped. Yeah, he definitely has a slap. Over that face. that dude. Yeah, you you know, like hey, like. He touches my wife and children again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slap him. Yeah, yeah. Some people <laughs> deserve a good punch. Well, you know, we all know. It's just I'm glad we all agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as uh the white cloaks portrayal goes, I love it. I forget. So it's that. it's on par. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, as soon as you read about them, you you can't help but get like disgusted by them. Um, and as soon oh. as you see them, I think just about everyone who's watching is like, yeah, they don't look good. They look no, like they're up in trouble, you know? Punch these people. And yeah, so, and and I think it, the episode starts off with them burning an actual Aes Sedai. 
Yes, they do. Uh, he he ate a he ate a bird a and bug. got the blood. I think it was a bug. Was it a bug? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a bird. I think was it was a bird. bird. I think yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he smushed the bones and he like yes, got the blood yes. too, and he was yeah. like all hyped up about it. Yeah, I was he like, said dude, the flavor's you're sadistic. The best when you eat everything, the, uh, yeah. the wings and the bones. Yeah, you're right. And even though it cuts your mouth, and I'm like, dude, you're weird. Like, yeah. that's not that's not normal people talk. Mm-hmm. Like we're obviously not super normal, but like that's not like hey, like I'm saying talk. So um, they're fleeing from the Trollocs, and then they get to that river. And they cross with that ferryman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then they actually she finally see it. that fairy. Uh, sorry, the the fade. Who the eyeless? Mm-hmm. You know, like the pale skin, no eyes, and that like yeah. He's like ah. Yeah, that razor, the mouth full like razors and stuff. My wife saw that and she's like, "What the hell is that?" I'm not gonna it lie. Was, it was my cool. first reaction would be to punch that thing in the face because it's not normal. You. I feel like you talk with your fists a little too much there, buddy. No, like, seriously, like, if I woke up to that thing, it'd be squared in the jaw. Like, obviously, you wouldn't do any damage. Like, let's be real with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do any damage, but yes, the, my first reaction would be like, wow, you are super ugly. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get that adrenaline drop from fear that most people do. So, like, I'm just going to swing at you because I have nothing else left to do. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. what else are you going to do to that thing? Like you, you know, I mean, it. I'm hoping you have like a sword or something, right? No, I don't carry swords. It's just all I don't carry like... swords. <laughs> <laughs> but the sword hands. play, the sword play in this is pretty good. I have to admit, I have yeah. to admit, it's yeah. pretty good. I'm, I'm hoping it gets even better because there's some epic moments. Epic moments ahead, buddy. Epic moments ahead. And okay, yeah. so another thing that I think the show does remarkably well is the dream sequences. The dream sequences, especially in the first, I want to say three books, I think, were very repetitive and annoying. Like, uh, very uh, repetitive. Um, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, several of the dreams felt the same. Like, it felt like he didn't know what to do sometimes. And after a day's long journey, it was another dream sequence of basically the same thing that's fair and i think that that's it's not like you know the dream sequences in the show so far have been drastically different either it's just they're a lot shorter and you know they're over in like 30 seconds whereas 30 seconds of screen time translated to a different like a half hour chapter right yes and then you're you're in that half hour chapter you're indulged you read the whole chapter and it's like yeah and it's like okay i already read this like three times yeah um understandable so the um the actual depiction of the the dark one that they're seeing with the fiery eyes that's pretty cool I like it. I like it. So a lot. it's pretty creepy. It's scary. The dark one. Let's talk about that. Okay. They mentioned the dark one. Mm-hmm. So who am I gonna have to slap around later in this series? Because obviously, I'm gonna have to start messing people up here in a minute. Because they're talking about the dark one, and I need I need to see what this fellow looks like so I can understand if he's scary or not. Like, should I be afraid of this fellow? Maybe. I mean, the Dark not? One is like the very epitome of like, hey man, chaos and I'll fight him. <laughs> you just nobody might not like him. That's fine. 
So Moraine did get hurt during the raid on the two rivers. Yes, the the and, shoulder wound. Yeah, and so she is injured from that. And they go into Shadar Logoth. Okay, so I don't know if I should talk about the changes here or if I should just wait well, and don't. see if they let me talk about it. That okay, seems like a better. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So they enter that city, right? Yes. And the city decays everything it touches, right? Yep. Eh, basically. So you, so I, you, I don't know if everybody understands. My nonfiction reading is mostly. Oh my god. Okay. Religious text, <laughs> um, prophecy text. Uh, I'm a, I'm a different fellow, and I enjoy my. But anyways, um, this seemed like a very like. This city was plagued by like the plague. The, the this is what it seemed like to me. It it just some plague, curse type deal. Took over and nobody can control it. And next thing you know, this they entered. They did something wrong, and the curse was like, oh, there's some good energy. Hepatitis. See you later. That's what I thought about it. <laughs> Might not be right. Um, it seemed very bent on spiritual means. I don't know if that makes sense, but I it was like a spiritual thing. Don't agree. I didn't get that, but I don't know if that's more that I didn't. I've read the book, so I know what to look for. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that that was the interpretation that you took from it. I will say that I think the lack of mentioning this particular part of the lore makes it harder to really understand fully. Yeah, so why did they do that? I am going to assume because they want to leave a certain plot twi- a plot point to be a little bit more mater- mysterious moving forward. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. I just figured it out. I figured out why they did that. And I can't tell you until probably the end of the season. Well, that's just great. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, that's fine. Yeah. So, we both Shatter on. Logoth, I loved that what they did explain about it so far. And it's... Man, the... I don't like info dumps when they're like... Just their info dumpy. Yeah, that are too info dumpy. But man, do I love some info dumps when they're just straight history and lore? Because oh my god, I can just inject that straight into my veins, boys. Like it's it's so this seems hyper. aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to fight the dark one with your fists? I mean, come on. This is true, <laughs> but my fists are made of steel. And now my veins are made of fantasy history. No. I see blue lines. It's fine. Every time yeah. I wake up in the morning, I see blue lines. Well, Anyways. I think that looked at. Um, <laughs> so the Shadow Logos history is really cool because whenever they were having the, the what is that, the last war of power or mm-hmm. something, I what it was called. In that one, Shadow Logoth, instead of helping, and we'll get to Manetherin in a second, which that, that was epic. Um, Shadar Logoth 
talking about the war between Mithrin and yeah, no, the war, yeah, but the dark the, one, yeah, the dark ones, and how they like the last stand is yep. like so. We'll just, get, like the we'll most... get to them in a second. But Shara Logoth was she did mention they were one of the kingdoms that was supposed to help Mithrin, but they didn't, mm-hmm. and they actually closed off their entire city. Like there's no doors going in or out, and it just yes, up. they're plagued. It's a plague, dude. It's a black plague, but in a weird yes. spiritual manner. But it, it, it was deeper than that, right? Because they said there's no bugs, there's no birds, there's nothing. They got they got screwed by a, a crazy crazy radical plague that just it was it was one of those things that hey you did wrong you didn't help out a fellow man and you got the yep and so the and in between all that rant and ran not ran Matt gets the dagger and this is a massive plot point moving forward for him so keep okay an eye on so that. he has his dagger. Because remember, this Lance said, something. "Don't eat this any means food something. that you find there. Don't touch anything either. Yeah, don't touch anything. So that that includes a dagger too, right? Um, He's possessed. He's possessed. We'll see. <coughs> um, so going back to the Manethrin thing, yeah, you're right. Manethrin was the kingdom that would later on become the two rivers, and Manethrin stood against the the Trolloc armies, the Dark Ones armies, and they were promised aid, I think, on the third day. Then the third day came, mm-hmm. third night finished, and no one came. And I think on the tenth day, they knew that, like, yeah, nothing's happening. There's there's definitely no one coming. And, like, they they said, like, not a single step was taken by the Trollocs that wasn't paid for in blood. And right. they really should not have stood as long as they did, but they stood anyways. And I think down to every last man, woman, child, they fought and they died. And it's just. <sighs> Seems very like. It's not, it's a cliche story. It's a cheesy, I, I don't know what's cheesy right the word, but it's a, it's a very common story, right? Like we've heard stuff like that before, mm. but the way at Rosamund Pike, who plays Moraine, the way she was saying that story, I Do couldn't help to it? but feel patriotic. Did you listen to it? Um, I, I'm talking about in the in the show when they talk about it. Oh, yeah, because she okay. did that yes, whole monologue, yes. right? She explained it. I thought you were with the book for a second. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, and I think, I think she even talked about at one point, uh, the queen. She was a channeler. As yeah, well. possibility. And she she channeled so much of the one power. She, she actually burnt herself out, and she actually died because she channeled too. It was much. like a light bulb, like a light bulb. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Wow, that's a good point. Um. So yeah, um, that again when I when I read it in the books, if I felt patriotic, and when I when I'm hearing Rosamund Pike like say those lines, I felt very patriotic, and I, I was hoping mm-hmm. that they would leave that portion in there because it's not. I don't know if I would say it was a massive but they point didn't. for the books, but it Wheel of Time and books like Wheel of Time revolve around the history and the lore and just fleshing out the world and this flashes out the world tremendously and i i'm I was so happy so so happy that they left that in there you want to change yeah. matt's parentage do that you want to change the fact that parent has a wife do that but please do not take out this these these lore. major plot points yeah, the major plot I, like the major plot lore points yes yes weird yeah, yeah exactly major it's plot, not a major lore points, plot yes. point but like you said it's a major lore pop point <laughs> you need to hear it you yeah. need to hear it because like your understanding of the world see this is what these okay so i'm gonna a little tangent 
But this is what these TV show artists, whatever you want to call them, don't understand is that you have to set some of these old mythological plot points so your freaking viewer understands later on what the heck is going on. Seriously. Because then they can actually start making connections. I agree. But if you I... just if you just leave them with a he did this and he did that, it's like yeah, we'll just generalize every story and call it Seinfeld. I think I think I if okay, if I'm gonna be honest with you, and if some of the Wheel of Time fans might get very upset when I say this, the mm-hmm. actual overarching plot of Wheel of Time is nothing that special. Now, yes, 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 yes. Don't don't uh, don't get me yet. Let me finish. Um, the Wheel of Time was written decades ago at this point, right? So mm-hmm. as of now, there's been like it has inspired so many fantasy series that now people are saying that well, it's not that special. It's like yeah, it, but it inspired a lot, right? It's kind of like Lord of the Rings, right? If you're reading modern yeah. books, you could be like, well, Lord of the Rings is nothing special. But what they don't realize is that Lord of the Rings is what caused all the new modern stuff to happen. So Wheel of Time is similar in that sense. So yes, I yeah. understand that. But the Wheel of Time, the overarching plot is nothing extraordinary. It's the characters, right. it's the world, it's the history, and it's the lore. Mm-hmm. That and is you gotta you gotta keep the lore up because. Yes. These most okay, obviously, most of us guys, me and you are all about that lore. Like, how the heck did he get this way? Because, like, hey, I'm not gonna get this way. This would be cool. So, I can tell you right off the bat if you're if lore is like your number one most compelling excitement point for stories, Wheel of Time one of is them. going to be you'll love Wheel of Time. If as long I know, as but that means I'm gonna have to read it, and that means that, like. <laughs> The rest of my work hours are divulged into Wheel of Time audiobooks and then break, lunch break audiobooks. Like, yeah. I ain't complaining. Well, we know that. <laughs> but, yeah, I... um The second chapter, I mean, the two episodes, the first two episodes are really good. I mean, obviously I watched the rest of them, but speaking of just the two episodes, like, they were excellent. I kept watching. I I didn't stop, even though people are like, "Ooh, the first two seasons, the first two seasons slow." It's like, no, it's just you got to give it a darn break for what it is. You know, I'll be honest. Then, I didn't even think the first two episodes were slow. I think they were, in fact, too fast. If anything, I think they're informative. But like, if you watch it from another series point of view, oh, obviously, it's a little uh, slow. Okay, I, I guess yeah. I can see that. And then you respect it for what it is because then you watch the first season and you're like, oh, this is I indulged I indulged and now I'm addicted because I got to see the second season. It's like that you show. On, uh, yeah, you. You is. Oh my gosh! Amazing. I love you. We could have a little babble about that. Yeah, we could. But anyways, as far as this episode goes, um, they leave Shutter Logoth after they get attacked by the plague thing. And but split up. There's three. There's three yes, groups. Yes. They all split so up. now it's Egwene and Perrin, Rand mm-hmm, and Matt, mm-hmm. Na- uh, Lan, Moraine, and then Nynaeve tracks Lan down. So that's sniffs them out. Yep. So that's one group. Um, and yeah, that that's the end of episode two. And it's beautiful. I I, I I'm enjoying it. I, and again, um, both me and Jordan have watched episodes three and four. 
And for those of you who've only seen the first episode or the second episode, um, or seen none of the episodes, you know, I, I can't imagine that everyone's just as excited as I was, especially if you have not read the books. I highly, highly recommend it because um, I, I'm i loving the hell out of it. The, this episode four was was great. It, it was so awesome. The Again, there were changes that were made. And I would say they were borderline severe changes, but they were good uh, severe changes, and I like it a lot. Um, you think so? I, I do. And um, for those uh, of you who have read the books and they're watching the show, for your own sanity and for your own happiness, uh -oh. I would recommend that you guys, again, do what Sanderson said and just take this as another turning of the wheel. Don't try and look for, hey, this is different. Hey, why they do this? That, that do it this way. Yes, if something is bad from a straight-up storytelling perspective, then it's bad. Call it out on it. I'm not saying right. don't critique it. But right. don't hate it or don't dislike it or don't get upset simply because they didn't follow the books. It's, I, like, it's, like, a, it's, like, a, it's like a Naruto Shippuden, but you watch Naruto Kai because you want the shortened version. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's technically what you're doing. You don't want to read it, obviously. And just know that just because things are taken out doesn't mean it's for the worse. There's a lot of things that happen in Wheel of Time, the book series, that just don't... That There were some plot points that just kind of don't go anywhere. Um, For one, I'll tell you right off the bat, in the first episode, the Trolloc that attacks Rand and his father at their little hut, um, there's one Trolloc that actually sounds like it talks. And it's actually pointed yeah. out in the books that it sounds like it was trying to say something. Um, that literally never goes anywhere. We never hear about it ever again in the books. Never even hinted at or brought up ever again. And in fact, it's like a meme within the Wheel of Time community that like Meme. we just, you know, that plot point never went anywhere. So <clears throat> I'm glad that they never even touched that with a 10-foot pole because... I don't think the authors would have been able to fill in that gap that Robert Jordan left. No, I mean, kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Again, like I said, just take it for what it is. Enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it for the good. Critique it when it's bad. And But just because it doesn't follow books does not mean it's bad. Um, right. Again, I'll say, uh, just think of this as another turning of the wheel. Um and next time, I think we'll go ahead and cover episode three and four as well. So that yeah. way, it's going to be two weeks from now. We might be able to cover five and six a week after. We, we might end up hitting the stride of we're hit, uh, covering two episodes per um, podcast episode, if that makes sense. But we'll, we'll take it in stride. Um, I hope you guys are all enjoying the show. Uh if any of you guys have any questions, um, if some of you guys want me to, want me to get into book spoilers, we can do a section in the future episodes where we are covering spoiler-free, the spoiler-filled, as far as books go, for these uh, Wheel of Time episodes. I'm definitely down to do that. And I know um, Jordan is a total masochist, and he's okay with spoilers, so he'll, he'll sit in for those as well. I'm a crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let me know if you guys uh, want anything different or want anything changed. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper, Instagram, keepers of the book, TikTok, keepers of the book. We have Discord um, links on all the show notes. 
Um, it's been a little bit dead there for a while, but I've been super busy on that. But you yeah. know, let me get, let me know. Until next time, thank you, everyone. Yep.